What's happening, Mark? Wow. Hey there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Uh, apparently sounding like Bill Lumberg today. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it is, uh, at least it's kind of fitting. We are talking about King of the Hill, and that is Mike Judge. Yes, it is. That is Mike Judge. Yeah. Uh, how, how you doing there, buddy? What, what, what's news? Uh, you know, I, I went uh, tubing down the river the other day, and yep. it had some uh, pretty <coughs> pretty rough consequences. Um, definitely fell asleep in my tube mm-hmm. and definitely slept for like a good six hours as i floated down the river uh woke up and the fish had eaten well not eaten but they had like dislodged the entire six pack of beer that i had hanging off my tube so it's pretty pissed Uh-oh. about that um and come to find out that i have now floated about 10 miles down the river have no cell phone on me because i didn't want it to get wet obviously just hanging out right I uh, have nothing to eat. I think I have like maybe half a canteen of water to drink. And I'm sunburned to shit. All right. Yeah. It, it, it just took a turn for the worst when I managed to finally find myself into a main road and then got pulled over by a cop and me and my weird like sun addled hysteria just started talking about running around with a chicken with its head cut off and then uh, they decided it was really appropriate to put me on a 72 hour involuntary hold so got to spend a couple of days in the mental hospital mark it's great <laughs> that's I'm, why we couldn't record last weekend that's exactly I it was all makes bo- sense i was in the booby hatch man <laughs> the booby hatch <laughs> Welcome to Dangle Podcast. You're in mental health. You can't talk like that. The hell I can. I know exactly what will get you a 72-hour hold. Okay, you know what? Fair. You you are allowed to talk like that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Dangle Podcast. This is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill, and we talk about its goods and bads and the highs and lows. We see if the show still holds up. And we slap it with our patented rating system. And, uh, Johnny, we just might as well dive on into this one, eh? That we should. We're on episode 75, Naked Ambition. Original air date of February 20th, 2000. Uh, written by Abel and Berger. Good boys, Abel and Berger. Mm-hmm. Uh, our cast... <laughs> you didn't do the mmm, Berger. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Eh, one of us did. It's good. <laughs> good. Mmm, Berger. There, cut that in, Mark. Um, our cast of characters here is Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Khan, Min, and Connie Supanusipone, and we have a new guest star, Mark. Yes, we do. He's going to be a, a staple here, and he's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. He is one Chain Wasanasong. <laughs> now, I gotta ask you, first thing out of the gate. Did you know his name was Chain, as in off the fucking chain? Because yeah. up until I watched it with subtitles this morning, I thought it was Chang. Like, like as in C-H-A-N-G? you got chained. I have Changnesia. Yeah, like. <laughs> I have Changnesia. Oh, that's so good. No, I knew it was Chain. Huh. Well, I, I did not. <laughs> well, the more you know, right? <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Um, Mark, you ready for my synopsis? Yes, I am. All right, Bobby and Joseph learn about peeping, and Boomhauer and the guys take a visit to the Sam Houston Mental Health Center after a river tubing mishap. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I So I'm really curious here. Technically, I know Bobby and Joseph and that whole thing is supposed to be the A story, but I am so much more interested in the B story in this episode. You read my damn mind. I was about to ask you, which one is the A and which one is the B? Like... For personal preference, it's like, like I said, Bobby and Joseph have to be. That's the name of the episode is Naked Ambition. So that okay. makes sense. But like, yeah, the 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 B story is so much more entertaining. It's just it's a better story. Like I, I almost feel like this should be its own standalone episode. Like yeah, the the guys in the in the nut hatch. Like the fuck are they called? The booby hatch. <laughs> The mental hospital? (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, the right term because I can't say funny farm. You can't say funny farm. You can't say insane asylum. You can't say nut house. It is the mental hospital. The mental hospital. 
the Sam Houston facility. I almost think that this could be its own episode, but yeah, I, I had that problem. I had the same like hang up as you do. I think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, at, at any rate, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, for sure. Um, Mark, yeah. you got any notes? I only have, I have one, like one note here. Did you give us the character list? I did. Okay. Sorry. I got hung up on booby hatches and my brain kind of skipped. I've also drank two pots of coffee by this point. And I'm a fucking hummingbird. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, give me your one note. Give me, give me your one note to start off with here. Um, when they are in the mental hospital, mm-hmm. do you did you listen to the music playing in the background? I don't think I caught that one. So Bill is there, and he's. It, this is after Dale has already snuck in. Mm-hmm. Boomhauer is there under his seventy-two hour hold. And Bill is waiting to, the lady just goes, okay, no, don't let anybody touch my scissors. Yeah, this is before yeah, yeah. he has obviously self-admitted himself. There is elevator music in the background, and it is Feels So Good by Chuck Mangione. Ha, <laughs> ha, is it really? It really is. And I'm like, I, it just made me laugh and smile, and it just gave me the warm fuzzies inside. We, we haven't had a Chuck moment for a while. It's been a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. How about your notes, man? Um, I got a couple. I'm, I bet you can already guess my very first note, Johnny. Do you know what my very first note is? Let's hear it. It's uh, where they blew their animation budget on. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Did they animate the hell out of Luann's boobs? Oh, my I, God, dude. I, we've been talking about this for like a season at this point, and I was waiting for you yeah. to bring it up because I feel like I've already, I've already exhausted my thoughts on it. But, yeah. Yeah, I – good Lord, like – and I'm not – okay – I'm not here to objectify a cartoon character. I'm not here to like, you know, be a pervo or anything, but holy shit, dude, the amount of boob jiggle on Luann from a 2000 cartoon, they put their ankles in it. Like, yeah, like I just, it's impressive. We talked a couple episodes ago about how like they're animating the actors or they're animating the characters as if they were like actual humans doing actual human things. Like we yes. got the weird, like boob shot of Nancy because that's how a person would move and act. And this is how a person moves and act when it's boobs. And I, I think it's great. I just also, I love boobs. So there's that, but you know, that whole thing, notwithstanding, I really, really appreciate. Like I appreciate the, the amount of detail that they put into it. Like it's, it's good. You know, I don't know. It, no, it, it fits gross. with the episode because the whole episode is about like, Joseph having to see that and making it such a focal point for him. And yes, you don't need a, you don't need that level to go, oh, ha, yeah, 12, 13-year-old kid is obsessed with tits. But it really drives it home. Yes, it does. Like For those of us that have never been a 12-year-old boy, it drives it home. I had a hard time with this episode because it's like I watch it now as a 33-year-old dude. And I'm like, man, Joseph is real gross. But then I'm like, no. I remember being that way. I remember like, I, that was the only thing you could think about. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't take it to his level. Like I'm not a peeper. That's not something that I would do, but goddamn, I, I don't know. I can't really fault him for it. Right. Um, anyway, moving, moving on from Luann's Missy Melons. Um, I wanted to pull a Boomhauer. I want to just float down a river and drink beer and I'm going to come visit you when you live in Germany and we're going to find a river that's like slow moving and just, I'm going to live right by the Rhine, man. We'll just do that. Fucking a, and we can get killed by giant catfish. It'll be great. I'm into it. Yeah. We'll see a bunch of castles. It'll be fantastic. Oh my God. I'm so in. Let's do this. All right. (laughs) Um, we have another Boomhauer bastard, and at this point, I'm not sure if it's the same bastard or if it's a different bastard in every episode. Like, if this kid just goes to school with Bobby and Joseph, but okay. he shows up again in this one. Um, And also, it's an animation note. Did Min get different hair? I feel like her hair is different in this episode, right? It's It did seem a little off. I don't know if it's different or if they just drew it a little different, but because I think she still has her, her Min Bob. Yes, it's just the way that it's something about it just stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, cool. They gave men different hair. And I think it's a cool idea that why shouldn't a character not have different hair? Like, absolutely. Unless you're Nancy Gribble, everybody else's hair can change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And that's that's all my notes. I don't really have a ton of notes for this one. Okay. 
but you want to do some pros? Yeah. Um, so we met, hit it already. That's the introduction of Chain, Chain Wasanasong. He's going to come around and be around for quite some time. And mm-hmm. he's not quite so much of a dick in this episode, but you really just get introduced to him. That's why. Yeah. You know, he hasn't made Bobby eat dirt yet, and he hasn't started calling him Booby Hill and all this stuff. Like, it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of cool. Uh, I like yeah. Chain as a character. I think he's a good foil for Bobby because he is everything that Bobby is not, and yet that's why Connie likes him. Literally Con's pick for Connie, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really love how smooth the transition is to Bobby and Joseph talking about bird watching at night to go, well, would you know a better time to go and see an owl? Or I or love a bat? that line. That's a great line out of Bobby. Yep. And it's, it's so seamless that it's like, okay, even Connie's got to say, maybe I caught you, but I can't prove it because that was too damn smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have written in that here the whole... That real good Bobby thinking on his feet like improv skills. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have in here, and we've already mentioned it, the whole side story is amazing. Yes. Like the whole side story. And it just, it escalates and escalates and escalates. Um, I really like that Bill is the last one. And that it's taken all of them and they all just continue. I don't know why. I don't see any reason Hank needs to know about this. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I just love it. But can I tell Boomhauer? (gasps) No. Like Bill finally gets to be the one guy who gets to save everybody else. Mm -hmm. But um, and I think it's awesome that Bill gets to set some really some interesting boundaries with Hank at the end. Yeah. Hank basically tries to bully him and say, nope, it's time to go home. Just come home with me. This is what it is. And he's like, no, I'm actually getting something out of this. Like, I Mm -hmm. need to be here. Let me be here. And Bill really does need to be there. We've seen him have mental breakdowns. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of my, like, forward thinking or, like, like, looking forward a little bit. It's one of my cons. Like, Bill could actually make, like, he could benefit from this place. There's a lot of stuff in this in this episode that gets uh, that should continue and doesn't, but we're better yeah. off for it. Like they even mentioned they want Dale to continue taking his meds at the end, and he makes that mm-hmm. whole big thing of snapping it so it's easier to take. And it's like Dale's not going to take his meds ever again after this. But because he doesn't, we still get kooky, crazy Dale. What if he does? We should keep an eye on this. We should see if yeah. Dale levels out a little bit here in like the next week or two. I mean, we could see, but. I don't kind of wonder. I, I'm sure it doesn't, but I kind of wonder now that we're talking about it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, they yeah. do make his mouth very dry and very happy. So. <laughs> his little tongue flips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but those are the pros I got for this episode, man. Okay. On the the it's an animation bit. It's when they're leaving the river, they throw the uh, tubes up on the ant legs, and I think that's really funny. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I just I like that. It made me smile. I like when the the queen gets involved in some stuff. Right. And then um I really really like that garage scene with Hank and Bobby when they're when he's oh. like trying to find the ladder and yep. Hank says the 10 footer should do it. The one in the middle and then he hands it to him. And like it's Hank condoning this deal and I we don't get a lot of these moments but we're no. getting it here and it's a really good one. It's Hank recognizing that Bobby is a normal kid. As many times as he says that boy ain't right, he has those moments where he's like, holy shit, I raised the normal kid. Yeah. I I really, really like that one a lot. Yeah. um, Yeah. But then the kind of like on the same, on the same, like, uh, God, I don't even know what you're saying here. Kind of like the same thing. I like um, when Khan's trying to like build his eight foot high fence, tells uh, Hank that you know to have Bobby keep his hands off his daughter and Hank walks away and laughs but like there's a weird look of relief on Hank's face yeah. and it's like I, I don't know I kind of like it it's like alright so my boy snuck into a girl's room <laughs> oh cool that's great I love that right it's that it's, yeah. normal thing it's like that's something I would have done at 12 or 13 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah, that's all I've really got for pros. You want to get in? I guess we can get into some cons. Yeah, I've got one, and it's a biggie for okay. me. Okay. Uh, Joseph is really gross in this. I know you you were equating this to, I've been there, I understand it, I get it. I 
I can't. Oh, he's terrible. To be like, to be fair, he is terrible. To me, the the biggest this is probably the biggest example of this is Joseph being a product of John Redcorn and not Dale because John Redcorn is Ooh. the weird like gross womanizer, and would think yeah. this way, but Dale is not. Dale isn't horny. Yeah. No, he's got more respect yeah. for it. Dale would not try and peep on Luann. Dale no. wouldn't even try and peep on his own wife. Okay. But that's such a weird thought to have from a dude who records his tel- his phone conversations, who has closed circuit feeds of the alley, who has the Gribble report. He might be insane and watching all of his neighbors, but he would never peep on them. And he's never gross Dale. about it. Yeah. So I I have an issue with it, and it's just like Joseph, dude, come on. Maybe it's just too much, too fast. Maybe it's because I've been watching an awful lot of Big Mouth lately. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> But it just gives me the creeps. And Bobby is trying so hard to just be like, dude, knock it off. Like, we need to go and do something else. You need to stop thinking about this. And just completely floored. And yes, that's hormones. That's that's puberty. But, oh, it just, it makes me uncomfortable to watch Joseph in this. Now, I I, do love watching him get rebuked by Luann. Yes. He just keeps going, hey, Luann. Yeah, hi. Not even on a radar. I, I do think that's nope. funny. Yeah. So, uh, how about your cons, man? Um, I've got a couple. Um, well, <laughs> I have a couple. Con number one, Luann's boobs. God damn it. Um, con <laughs> number two, generic soda. Like, I, I, I just, ugh. I hate generic products. This is a personal con for me. I will never forget being in college and um, one, of the, one of the people who I was around all the time because my girlfriend lived with her, um she went to the store and bought a bunch of food and she fucking bought, she said she was going to get lucky charms and she came back with goddamn marshmallow mateys from Walmart and Johnny marshmallow mateys are not lucky charms. I don't care. I don't care how they say it's better. I work for a store that promises to have like their shit is identical to the other product. No, it isn't. No, it isn't at all. Kroger Velveeta is awful. Like, yep. I hate generic. I hate generic anything. Um, there's a dead rat in the dead bug van and it's gross. Yes. I saw that in the back. It's weird. It's gross. Like con for Dale. I don't imagine that Dale just has dead shit hanging around him. I imagine Dale is a pretty clean person. Even though he's gross, he's probably still like, he knows better than this. He, he should know better than this, but, um, and finally I get real uncomfortable with, I don't know if I'm real uncomfortable. I feel weird about the like Connie Bobby stuff. Like okay. 12, whatever. I just don't like the, I, I I've talked before. I don't like looking. I don't like, I don't want to see kids in bathing suits and shit like this. And it's like this weird, like prepubescent child. Well, she's not at this point. Cause we've already had aisle eight, a, but like just Connie in her bathing yeah. suit kind of makes me feel gross. And it, I don't know. I, it's just a weird thing. But then also like, I have this hang-up with Bobby taking off his shirt in her room. They were just at the lake. Like, how did... I, and I, maybe because Bobby was doing the fat kid thing of I'm going to wear a shirt over my yeah. swim trunks. But maybe that was it. I don't know. But that's... Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Just a couple animation bits and little things that just kind of stick with me. I just... It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, overall, I, I really... I enjoy the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Like you and I are in agreement here that, that really the B plot should probably be the A plot because it's way more interesting. Mm-hmm. It is so much funnier to watch uh, Dale give a random person that's in the mental health hospital his clothes and just let him wander off back into normal society. Yeah. Um, I It's in my favorite moments, and I'm totally going to spoil it here. Uh, Dale talking about how peanuts have a self-response, like a self-protection response, and that's why there are so many people with peanut allergies because they're defending themselves. Like, you guys have hit. Every I buy that though. I buy that a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you guys have hit such a high note of Dale and his weird conspiracy theories, and you've done it in the best possible place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I also I like how benign episode. this is. Like, the thing that's going to get Dale committed is him saying that peanuts have an emergency, like, evolutionary response mechanism. It's not something that, like, there's a, you know, nuclear submarine in the Gulf of Mexico. It's not like the, the, the conspiracy of the beast. It's about peanuts. That's what gets him committed. I really, really like that. Right? 
Yeah, it's just, it's super benign. It literally means nothing to nobody. Like, I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm ready to jump into favorite moments. And I got I got one more other than Dale's peanut conspiracy. Before we do favorite moments, I have a retro reference rage. Do you? Because I didn't have one. I do. What is, when's the last time you've seen a laser pointer? I mean, I have one at my house all the time, but that's because I play with my Yeah, animals. but you have cats. Like, you have cats and you do it with that. Like... Yes. Remember, like, for a hot second in 2000, like, what a big goddamn deal laser pointers were? Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's a, I haven't seen a laser pointer in probably 20 years, I don't think. Like, I I don't think they exist. I'm I'm sure they do. They do for cats. And I've seen them in that capacity, but I've only ever seen people have them so that they could mess with their cats, you know? Right. Yeah. I just, it was a weird moment for me. And I'm like, the hell is he? Oh, yeah, laser pointers. That was a thing. I remember that. But I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and give me your favorite moment there, buddy. Uh, so Dale's peanut conspiracy is there. And I have a feeling that the uh, my other favorite moment is one that uh, you have as well. Because I feel like I quoted an awful lot with you. Okay. Come on, Mark. Give Daddy a kiss. I can wait. <laughs> I can destroy you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dale, is this the first time we've seen Dale with his turtles? I think this show is the turtles. first time we've seen Dale with his show turtles. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I, I love that too. I think it's very, <laughs> it's, it's a very Dale moment. Just, I can wait. I can destroy you. He's not trying to <laughs> shove like half ass baked macaroons into their shell. Like, oh. <laughs> um, how about you, man? Dale and his turtles. This is a theme that's going to come up again and again, and I really like it. No, you just hit it. Give me a kiss. I can wait. I can destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite moment oh also it's a throw it's not a throwaway bit but when they're doing arts and crafts in the booby hatch and uh uh Boomhauer does that surrealist painting of himself his self really cool. yeah i think that's really neat also the line of you're at the booby hatch wait the melon asylum or the strip club or the gentleman's club it's a good dale line yep yeah i like that little bit a lot and also um bill in his little suit he puts on his suit to go bust Boomhauer and Dale out of the yep. institution. Yeah, it's great. Um, but that's all I really got. I don't really have a lot to say about this one. Um, you want to rate her? Uh, I think we should. But uh, Mark, do you want to tell everybody about our rating system, or you want me to? You do it, because I don't have a clever one this time. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we're just gonna go basic here. Uh, uh, at the very bottom of our patented rating scale, we have our charcoal rated episodes. These are f rank episodes they're terrible you don't really want to watch them you may have seen them once they don't do much for the show they don't add any sort of character progression they're just not very good episodes of tv they're boring after that we've Mm -hmm. got our megalo tier this is the bronze tier you get a couple of good throwaway jokes or maybe some fun animation but megalo episodes are usually not very good either you may watch them once on your initial watch through and that's it Uh, After that, we have our butane level. Butane is a bastard gas, and these are bastard episodes because you love to hate them and you hate to love them. Uh, A butane (laughs) episode is one that's got pretty good character development and usually a couple of good jokes. Um, You'll have it on in the background. You may pay attention every now and then, but you don't spend too much time. You don't seek it out. On the contrary to that, we have our Char King episodes. These are the gold standards. These are the ones you do seek out. They're your favorite episodes of the series. Usually they focus on a character or two that you really like. It's a fun story, a lot of fun animation and different things like that. And the only thing better than a Char King is a Blue Flame of Valor. A Blue Flame of Valor is not just a perfect episode of King of the Hill. It's a perfect episode of TV in general. It's something that you can show the entirety of the world without any sort of context, and they're going to love this show just as much as you do. So, with that being said, Mark, on a scale of charcoal to blue flame, what do you give Naked Ambition? I'm giving Naked Ambition to Butane. It's an alright middle-of-the-road episode. It's got some fun little bits in it. It's got some alright-ish Bobby and Connie moments. But, I don't know, I, like I said, there's just some stuff in here that I just don't like. It. I don't think that the A-plot should be the A-plot. We've already talked about this, like, beat this point to death, but I'll hit it one more time. Like, yeah, it's, it's all right, it's fine. I'm not going to turn it off, I'm not going to skip it in the queue, but, okay. man, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just there, you know? Fair enough. How about you, buddy? Um, I gave it a Bu King. So a little bit bit higher than you. Um, Connie and Bobby and everything at the end there, the last like five minutes or so with them, 
um, after they mm-hmm. have kind of basically they've become understanding of each other again. Uh, that to me is about one of the most wholesome things ever. And the fact that Hank is so supportive of it is a very, very nice, like breath of fresh air. Um, the, the whole subplot side plot is hilarious. Um, and like you said, I, I would absolutely watch a whole episode. That's just that. The only thing that drags this down and takes it away from being a char king is how gross Joseph is. I can't handle it. I just can't. It's it's, It's rough. Yeah. It's, it's real rough. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I gave it a Bu King, man. Right on. All right. Well, uh, well let's uh, go ahead and move on up to the east side. That's a we're bad moving transition. on up to episode seventy six. <laughs> moving on up. Uh, original air date February twenty seventh two thousand. Uh, writer Garland Testa. We've seen Garland Testa before. Uh, yeah, we see him as a producer a lot. He's always got a producer credit. I cannot remember the last one he wrote, but he just wrote one for us not too long ago. He did, and there is on the wiki there is not a list of ones that he has written, so maybe that's something I'll have to start amending. Um, but I know we've seen a couple from him. I want to remember that we I, I want to say we liked it. Uh, our yeah. cast of characters for moving on up, we have Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boom Hauer, Khan and Min Supanusimpone. We have uh, cameos by Griffin, Tanya, and Kate. They are Luann's roommates. Uh, we also, it also says here we've got Cotton Hill and Topsy Toppington, but I do not believe they're in here. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you, Johnny, really? Really? Shame where on is, you. you slap where is your, Cotton? You slap yourself. You slap I just yourself right this. now, young man. You didn't watch all of it? I must not have. What did I miss? They get a post-credit scene when they roll up to the house and they're looking for pops. I did not watch the post-credit scene. Yeah, and then Andy Dick gets his shit rocked. Interesting. Okay. I even had a I had a note about this because I'm pretty sure that Cotton kills Andy Dick. Awesome. <laughs> now that's the that's like, the he would be so lucky to die by Cotton's hand. Yeah, like that, fuck. That's we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, yeah. That's gotcha. no, yeah. I'm gonna have they, to go they back roll and watch up to it. the house and. Yeah, it's great. Like they roll up to the house, and he's like, "Where's uh pops? Where's Papacito?" And Griffin go. Uh, Griffin Andy Dick goes. Um, he does. He died or something. And Cotton goes. Well, I'm placing you under arrest for suspicion of his murder. Get off me, you Nazi! Who are you calling a Nazi? And yeah, yes, Cotton kicks yes. the, and he headbutts him like he juggernauts through the door. Topsy makes a puffer fish of death face as he like descends upon him. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, do you want a synopsis for the rest of the episode? Yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> now that I've totally jumped to the end, let's no, Tarantino good, this good. bitch. So Luann wants her freedom and rents out the house that's behind Hank. She soon learns that roommates aren't all they are cracked up to be. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty basic one here. Uh, basically, guys, we have a four-season payoff of Luann finally moving out. Yeah, Luann is now like a fully realized adult and it's it's a good thing. Like we're getting growth, we're getting character growth through the show and now yeah. Luann gets to have some growth and I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Like Oh yeah. Which is such a weird thing for me to say that I'm happy to see a Luann episode, Johnny. I can't it's, believe it's I just said that shit. It's interesting. It's, so our A story characters are definitely Hank and Luann, right? Yes, sir. And I don't know if we really have a B story other than, I mean, you could say the guys and their whole clubhouse thing is the B story, but that doesn't really go anywhere. A sub one, yeah. A sub one, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's get into some notes, man. Sure. Um, Number one, Johnny, what do you want your nickname to be? Oh, man. You can be Rudy or Spike. (laughs) Dash. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't want to be Rudy. <laughs> Who has the nickname Rudy? Like I just whatever. I, I lost my shit with that. I forgot about that little bit. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> call me Dash. I'll be Spike. Hank, you're Rudy. Dang old. How about dog. Hank? And he calls him Rudy the rest of the episode. Yep. And then Boom Howard getting all sad. I'm B dog man. I love. Yeah, I really. I love that little bit. It's a really. I just, it's cool. It's just little things, and it makes me so damn happy. In um, 10 years when we're in our land. 40s, it's what's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to buy a house, and... Yeah, we're just going to rent out a, a clubhouse, man. It's going to be great. Fuck yeah, it'll be our podcastle. <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, sorry, I interrupted um, you. No, 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 not at all. Uh, poor dumb Luann when she's talking about this girl I went to college with got kicked out of her apartment and she had three roommates and they got kicked out of her apartment too. So now I get them and she's all excited and it's like, oh, oh. sweet summer child. I remember shit roommates, man. Like, I myself yeah. was not always the greatest roommate. Like, yeah. I, this I'm, episode I'm brought back same. some weird feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the note, is that Andy Dick? And yes, it is a thousand percent Andy Dick. I was watching this morning. I was like, oh shit, is that Andy <sighs> Dick? And yes, it is. Um, but Johnny, I know you got some notes for Andy Dick. You want to go off, buddy? I mean, I can go off right here. And really, guys, it's just, it's just going to be... I don't want to. I don't want to continue saying his name. So he is. Uh, he is the character Griffin. He's the the guy in the episode who shaves his chest and legs and everything else, um, and he rides a bike everywhere like some sort of asshole. Uh, like he makes it as an asshole. Not that people that ride bikes are assholes. Um, yeah. I it, honestly, I don't want to acknowledge him because Andy Dick is a terrible human. Andy Dick is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not take any sort of. Uh, ownership of any of the damage he has done to the people around him in his life and the people that he like he has hurt and taken from the world with his recklessness and he will never not be on and be that guy because he thinks he's funny for it andy dick yeah. is the reason that we don't have phil hartman anymore because he got phil hartman's wife to relapse and then she shot him so i absolutely despise him i think he is a garbage human piece of shit and i don't want to say his name anymore because he sucks good enough Less so I, th- that's my that's my rant here, and it's like the one time I've ever sided with John Lovitz is when John Lovitz called his ass out and said, "You know, you're only here because you got the person whose job this was. You got him killed." <laughs> like I don't like John Lovitz, but he called <laughs> oh, his ass man. out in the middle of of uh, news radio and said, "The only reason you have this job is because you got him killed." Oh Jesus, that's so, I did not know that little bit. Yeah, like I don't really like Lovitz, but I liked him then. Yeah. So anyway, he's a piece of shit. We I don't cannot hear the name John Lovitz and not hear Ralph Garman go, because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Fuck Andy Dick. We're not talking about him anymore. Um, Bobby's getting slogany. I don't like it. Yeah. He's not. We're, we're getting into this transition. I think that this might. So I think that. um. Sorry, we just did this one. I think high anxiety might be the shark, and I think we have effectively jumped it. Okay. So like, um, and I didn't bring this up last in I didn't bring this up in um God Naked damn, Ambition. Sorry. I didn't bring this up in Naked Ambition because I wanted to talk about it now. But like So there's the scene in by the locker and Bobby's like, come on, baby, don't be that way. He sounds like he's talking like somebody on TV. And he does it a lot in this one, too. And I don't like it. Bobby right. lines are becoming kind of like, I just contrived, maybe, is is the best way to do it. But I don't care for it. I don't like the direction that Bobby's going. He has, he's still having genuine moments and stuff. But, like, we saw him in, like, um, we just saw him and said, like, he did not need to be, in uh, Hanky Panky. It was kind of like a waste of a character. We've seen okay. before, like, um, oh, yeah, does anybody notice today's trash smells good? And it's like you have to give Bobby a line. But yeah. now Bobby's getting slogany, and I don't like it. It's not a genuine statement from a person. It's I'm repeating what I saw on TV. I need to have we king of the hill now in our fourth season need to start getting catchphrases we need to start being marketable we need to start doing these things and we're going to see a lot of it out of bobby in this episode and the last one all right i'm Uh, done uh, bitching uh, about it sorry paddle and peggy (laughs) says uh 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 but that slogan had character development at least like it did she you know but like i i don't know i'm gonna keep an eye out for this a little bit but yeah um did you notice what boomhauer's playing with in the den johnny i did not Hank has a tarantula for some reason in a tank. Interesting. I don't know why he just has it. Why the fuck would Hank have a tarantula? I don't know. But yeah, it's like this big old spider that Boomhauer's playing with in the tank in the den. Okay, now is this um, post Luann having rented the place? Because it very well could be um, Boomhauer's tarantula that he has now moved into de facto clubhouse. Maybe. We'll go with that. Maybe that is it. Because I, I can't imagine think. that like Hank would sign off and like 
<coughs> bringing a goddamn spider in, like. Right. It also could be Dale's. I would definitely see it being Dale's. I bet it wouldn't be. Dale's an exterminator. He wouldn't have a spider. Mm, okay. I don't know. I just, but like Boomhauer's playing with it. But now I think about it. I think Boomhauer has a tarantula in his house, doesn't he? He might. We'd have to go back and be eagle-eyed for that. I think it happens later on, but maybe I'm manufacturing a memory. I don't know. I, and then, well, um, he doesn't, final... I was going to say, he mm-hmm. doesn't have it when Bobby House sits for him and Rad Thibodeox uh, invades. Yes. yes. But I don't, I don't know. I just, that was a moment I had. And finally, this is a really good Luann episode. Like, I already said that, but I'll say it again. I, I like this episode a lot for Luann. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Um, how about some pros, buddy? Um, well, I got a couple of notes. Or do you have any first. fun notes? Sorry. I do. Um, I just, I, I, I just went, holy shit, Pops is dead in the cold open. Have we seen him since season one? No, not since Man the Shot Kane Scratterberg. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I love their little tribute to Pops oh, with, yeah. with his last beer. I'm like, okay, if anything, I would love it if my friends did that for me and, and just had one last beer they all shared. Oh. Like, that seems very sweet, you know? Yeah. Um, I have in here worst roommate story, and I was going to ask you what your worst roommate experience was, but honestly, you and I lived with each other, so that's a dangerous line to cross because <laughs> I don't know if I, I have your worst story. <laughs> No, you were... I'll just call it this. My worst roommate experience, Johnny, was the apartment on Pike. The entire four months that I lived on Pike (laughs) Avenue next to the hospital. Every single second of it was fucking awful. Yep. How about you? Um, So I'm going to... I'll I'll say this, and I know you understand because it was our roommate that we both lived with. And it's really not like it's the worst thing in the world, but it was just like the, the time I felt smallest for no reason... Like, I definitely got called out for something that I didn't think that was that big of a deal. And yet I, I got, basically, I got made to feel like I was six years old and I'd done something really yep. wrong. Um, and it's uh, when you and I were living with Benson and he had made something to eat for dinner and hadn't said anything about it, like the, the next day or whatever, that he was still there. And I had went and grabbed, just grabbed something to eat the next morning. And I, you know, it wasn't a whole hell of a lot. Like, at that point, I wasn't just inhaling everything I could find. But... I, I made myself a small bowl and got like a 20 minute talking to of this is my food and you're not supposed to be yeah. doing this. And it was, it was communal last night, but it's not communal now. And I'm like, wow, I've never felt shittier in my life. Just about. Well, and to your credit too, like listeners, this dude, um, he worked, um, so he like, he worked as a recruiter. So he was gone. Like, He'd be gone for weeks at a time, and some days we'd only see him like once or twice, like like one day a week sometimes. So like, Johnny didn't know that this dude wasn't was like home, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You are, well, you, and it was you and I have us... lived together, and you're a really respectful person. Like, I, and I've always appreciated I've... that about you. Like, you're great about boundaries. Like, you, you know, and I, you, I don't really know really well together, and I I think it's because you and I know what what our zone is, and we know when not to encroach in the other person. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're, we are very respectful. We also know when we need to step away and do other shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah like I, I, I can't think of very many instances where I've had really bad roommate experiences. That one like, just it made me feel two inches tall. And it was like, yeah. dude, you you made food for all of us last night. And I didn't think this was this big of a deal, but apparently it deserved 20 minutes of me getting yelled at. So never going to touch another one of your things ever again, even if you offer it. So, yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have one more note here. Uh, Mark, you want some continuity? I would love some continuity. When uh, Luann moves out of the den and Hank just goes and sits in there and turns on his radio, what's playing on the radio? I couldn't couldn't hear the song, but I know that he was listening. He's listening to country music because that's what, like, Hulu subtitles told me this morning. But I didn't have the TV up loud enough to hear it. What is it? It is one Hello Walls by Willie Nelson. Oh, shit. So we get a callback to season one. <laughs> and it is a oh, beautiful yeah. song. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful song. Um, and most people Willie will Nelson, not know man. it from this. Most people will know it when they watch Parks and Rec because it's what Ron Swanson is listening to listening to on his very fantastic rectangle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the Willie Nelson song that he's listening to. So. 
Uh, let's get yeah. to some pros, man. I apologize for diverting here. No, no, not at all, man. No, <laughs> divert it up, buddy. Um, I pro al- when they're in the alley and they're rednecking it up to like scare off <laughs> the other buyers. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I really, really like that. Um, I like. Uh, so what, what is it, Bill? Like everybody has a great little bit there. Like, oh, that's uh, Hankin is like your your lady friend's got some pretty blue jeans on, and yeah. um, I love Bill. I made up a big old pot of batch of possum, uh, possum stew. Su- yeah, po- batch. I can't even say the words. Batch of possum stew. I took the feet off. I so like can it's I some just, big deal. Can I just Yo. say that it's not what he's saying, but it's what he's doing as he's saying it that always cracks <laughs> me up. He's just gut. just grabbing his yeah his fucking gut. I do that all the time with mine, <laughs> and I think of it. I'm just like a big old batch of possum stew. <laughs> um, I like um the the guys dancing and. And I got my own gribble. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny gribble or gribble, gribble, gribble. I love, I love all of it. Um, these weird moments where Dale replaces gribble with other words like that is a gribble of an idea. Just little yep. shit like that. And I love that he's still doing that into season four. But I also love that he doesn't do it so much that it's obnoxious. Where I get mad right. at Bobby for like being kind of sticky and catchphrasy. But then you have Dale, and it's like, nah, dude, do it up, Dale. You're great. It is. They know um, when to use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hank's the audacity and that animation frame. <laughs> that line delivery plus that frame. Holy shit. It's fantastic. I say and the audacity finally, way too much. I know. I think, like, our the, the my recording program audacity has frozen and i say that and i'm like oh wait shit it froze and you go the audacity it's, it's always great um and then finally when they're at luann's house and uh griffin starts walking around sig hiling everywhere because he's calling luann a nazi and peggy goes um you go talk to the german one yeah <laughs> Like, that's a really good Peggy line. I like that a lot. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like I say, I, this is a really good Luann episode, but yeah. How about how about you, buddy? Um, I've got in here a pro that uh, Hank narrating his intercourse and just going, taking off my boxer shorts <laughs> and laughing. Of course he narrates his intercourse. Of course he's letting yeah. Peggy know exactly. I'm coming at you with romantic intent. Johnny, they have done things you cannot even imagine. Oh, um, I think you this saw is your a... uncle's nipples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, sorry. I what? think that this is a great payoff for four seasons of Luann in the Den. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, uh, you don't see a lot of this sort of progression at this time in sitcoms. And yet, okay, cool. We've done four seasons of Luann in the Den. It is time to move her out. It's time to go and do yeah. something. Um, I love her slow descent into Hankness. Uh huh. While she's there with her roommates, it's like I'm starting. I'm going to be fun. I'm going to be the great roommate. I'm going to help us with a chore wheel. I'm going to you know make up all these nice little lists of who owes what, and I'm going to try and be friendly. And by the end of it, she's just screaming at them, "Where are my steakums?" <laughs> it's fantastic. And yeah. to this day. I every time I see it, I immediately quote it all three lines. Guys can shave their legs too. That's very interesting. Well, Peggy, Bobby, sorry, Dad. Bobby immediately knows he screwed up. Like immediately yep, cross the line. And I think it's yeah. so funny because it's like, oh shit, whoops, <laughs> that was an inside. That's great. Thing. Yeah, that was an inside thought. I should have kept it in. Yep. Uh, those are my, my pros, man. It's, this is a, it's a roommate episode and those are always rough. If anybody's ever it had is. a roommate, they know. But you know what? I kind of forgot about that. Like I haven't had roommates for what? I graduated college the second time in 15. So what is this? Yeah. Seven years now? I haven't had a roommate. Like, yeah, you, ha- you live with the one person, you know, you can live with and they're not a roommate. Yeah. Like I'm the same yeah, way. It's... I will never live with anybody other than my wife ever again. If I, if I can help yeah. it. I don't know. If you and I and Streeter got together and bought a podcast, I'd be down for that. But 
I, I could make it work for at least a little while. I think I'd be a lot better off now than I was 10 years ago. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's it's weird. You don't you, you kind of forget about how terrible it is to have roommates. And then I like my heart goes out to people that like our age now still have roommates. Like they don't have any other option. Yeah, like I can't afford to buy especially a house. now. Like, yeah, market's shot, man. We're fucked. Like, yeah. Um, you got some cons for me, man? Because the um, only one I have I, in here is I hate Andy Dick. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, that's a great con to have. Um. Con question mark? Do white chicks wear Kangle hats? I don't know. Because <laughs> I thought only Samuel L. Jackson was allowed to wear them. I thought. Or so I guess too. you can wear them and like you know look good. And then um, there is no fucking way that the bulldozer could not do enough sit-ups to qualify to be a marine barber. You're right. It's an inconsistency. Sorry. Con throwing it down, man. Like, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's all like that's all I've really got. Like I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um favorite moments? I think Yeah, cuz I don't have, have anything else or... to say. We're kind of already here. No, have we're we, already here. Have we talked I... enough about the growth like Luann like in one episode, we kind of cram a ton of growth into Luann who hasn't she's been growing this whole time, but damn dude, like everything that happens to Luann is a traumatic thing. Like yeah. She has to live with the hills because the the trailer got flipped over after and Mama, Mama tried to Daddy stab with Daddy a with a fork. Yeah, like so. There's that, and then there's like, you know, she, she learns. Well, that, there's that. Yeah, she, there's that one. She like gets almost indoctrinated into like a weird Christian cult, like with Miss Junie Harper. Buckley blows up. She has to have a mental breakdown to understand that she doesn't want to be at the beauty academy anymore. Like. Luann, yeah, Luann stuff is like, yeah, I, really like the the best way I can sum it up. And I'm gonna make another Dark Tower reference. Listeners, put it on your bingo card. It, it, it call like a whirlwind, you know, like it just happens. And that's yeah. how Luann experiences life is like a whirlwind. But then in this one, it's not so traumatic. She moves out and realizes what it is to be an adult, and it just happens. And it's an organic thing. And then there's that little bit there at the end with her and Hank. And no, you taught me how to fish, Uncle Hank. And like, By the end of it, she understands what responsibility is, and she's okay with it. Yeah, she's a fully realized adult at this point. Yeah. And I think that's very cool. And, yeah, this is the last time that I think I like Luann. Maybe. Possibly. No, not yet, not yet. We still got a little bit of time left, but... <laughs> Before Lucky shows up. Yeah, we got a minute. Uh, favorite moment, Mark? I only got one, uh, and you already named it. I... I I already named it the, the, the Topsy Puffer Fish of Death as he draws down upon Andy Dick Griffin. Awesome. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's great. Like, these dudes, I'm 90% sure that they killed this guy, Johnny. Like, yeah, I don't know, but how about you? Uh, mine is the bastardization and the gribbleization of John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Yep. Every time, because I love John Denver. That's the Colorado guy in me. It's the weird person that kind of likes folksy country in me. And that song is so ridiculous just on its own. And every time it comes on my Spotify or on my Apple or something like that, and my wife hears it, she will serenade me with life ain't nothing but a funny, funny gribble. (laughs) So it, it will never not be my favorite part of this episode. Right on. What do you wanna What do you wanna rate this one as? Uh, so I gave uh, moving on up a butane. It's middle okay. of the road. It's a tired premise. Luran grows, uh, but I'm I'm done. The, the roommate shtick is very textbook. It's very overdone. Like none of those characters have any depth to them. So I mean, they were there as a vehicle to help Luan grow, but they were obnoxious as shit. And I hate Andy Dick. How about you, man? Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like, this is a really good episode, but like, you can't just show it to people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a, you need, I don't know. It's not one you can just show to somebody and say, Hey, I love this episode. It doesn't have a ton of like funny lines, but it's got some really good bits. God damn, man. Like Brittany Murphy kills it with the voice acting. Like, her her whole like breakdown in the in the kitchen and I've become you yeah like just all of it it's a really good performance out of her ah 
I don't. It's not a Char King, but it's not a. Bu- I guess it's a Bu King. Like, okay. Yeah, it's. It's a lot better than Naked Ambition. I feel like as an episode. Interesting. Okay. I prefer this one to that one. But yeah, I, I also really like the end there with her and Hank just sitting drinking a beer by the pool. You taught me how to fish. And she pulls yeah. up the little cooler. My now my only my I have one single con, one little turd in this punch bowl. Where'd Luann get beer from? Because Luann isn't twenty one yet, but she also goes to community college, and I'm sure she got some bot guy to buy beer for her. So whatever. <coughs> Easy right. to explain away. I'm also not surprised that Hank does not give a shit that she's drinking beer. If it was anything else, like if she's taking shots, he'd be having an issue with it. But nope, I can yeah. share a beer with my niece. Yeah, it's it's a good little moment there, like. And it's not like the beer can named desire moment of, well, you broke the law. It's just, no, you, yep. you sh- like there's, it kind of reminds me of, um, life in the fast lane. When Hank hands Bobby a soda after his first day of work, you can say, yep. Now too, Bob, like you earned it. Yeah. You earned it. Well, and, and, and this she's may, earned it. Like, and this may be our, our one, uh, once a season, Hank is nice to Luann episode because he's at least nice to her at the end. Yeah. He's he, Hank loves Luann. It's we know that he loves her. He just can't say it. He has a hard time processing these feelings. But yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's a good. It's a good Hank episode. It's a good Luann episode. Like, yeah, uh, Buking. I think is what I'm gonna give it. Like, yeah. Fair enough. How about you, buddy? Um. So or, mine was definitely. Not, yeah, yeah, it's definitely still a butane man. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no. I, me here. I got fucking off. I'm like, no. I'm, I don't know. I. Fuck Andy Dick. That's where I'm at. And I'm, yeah, he's we've also shit. just cut three of these in a row, and maybe three is our limit. You can it only use be. Chidori three times before you explode. It must be it. Because, <laughs> like, my, I, I'm, like, full poo brain. I got two pots of coffee in me. I'm dying to pee. Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill? Hey, Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about yourself? I still love King of the Hill. I am curious to see if my jump the shark theory is panning out or not. Or maybe I am being, like, needlessly aggressive. I don't know. Well, we will see here oh, in the also, future. I got one more con. Sorry, I didn't bring this one yeah, up yet. Yeah, go for it. That's, that's why I'm hung up here. Um, Holy shit. This episode predated calling everybody who you disagree with a Nazi, and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Ah, <clears throat> damn. But, past that. Um, Yeah, let's, let's get the hell out of here, man. I would definitely uh, say so, man. Uh, but before we go, you got to tell the good folks where they can find us. Well, the good folks, they can find us over at uh, Dangle Podcast on Twitter. They can find us on the Dangle Podcast at Instagram or danglepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me, Mark, on my other podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird-ass topics. And you can also find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter or Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram. But I do not go there. So, yeah, don't look for me there. Johnny, how about you, good buddy? Uh, so you can find me at Krautball Stream on Twitter. Kraut is in sauerkraut, ball is in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the incredibly large and powerful force that came out of my dick earlier. No, I'm not going to give you that one. No? Stream, stream as in the thing we wish we could float down and drink beers. Stream as in uh, the thing I want to float down and eventually get caught into a mental asylum. How about that? Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, we will see you next week. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves.